Hi, everyone. I'm Anita Lustria, and for many years I did live radio. Then I transitioned to the podcast world where I feel I found my home. I love talking about spiritual formation, justice issues, and spiritual practices. Throw in the Enneagram, movies, and current events from time to time, and that's what you get on the podcast. I'm glad you've come along for the ride. Welcome to Faith Conversations. Welcome to Faith Conversations, everyone. I am delighted to have Melinda Schmidt back with me on the podcast. Melinda, many of you, most of you probably know, she and I did a live radio show for years called Midday Connection. And uh, in more recent years, the last eight or so, um, she has been a frequent guest on Faith Conversations, especially this past summer. I slowed way down Mm and maybe did one a month. And Melinda um, is living in California right now, and I'm on the other coast, so it's always tricky for us to find a time that works for recording. But Melinda, welcome back, and thanks for being my constant companion this summer and fall, early fall on the podcast. Happy New Year, and I loved our theme um, last summer and fall of shifting, Yes, and I know we heard from others who could relate to all the various shifts of life, and uh, it didn't take long before we kind of got onto another topic for the new year. Uh, 2024 looms before us. <laughs> wow. I, it's hard to believe time marches on and it's hard to believe that we are four years, I guess, into into the fourth year post the beginning of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. that just seemed like oh, yesterday. I and know. now all of a sudden we're several years, you know, moving beyond that. Still some of the effects, certainly. Uh, yeah, we, we definitely right. know that in many ways, not not the least of which is physically lives lost, et cetera, paying attention uh, to our health in current days. And of course, the lasting effects of people shifting to working from home more and businesses making major changes. So the effects are still felt, but it's hard for me to believe that it is um, moving into the fourth year past the beginning of that um, horrific time, right? Dave and I were just remembering that also um, a few nights ago. And how much has changed for us, the whole supply chain chain thing and yes. how costs have gone up and mm. inflation and the housing market. And I, I have had friends say, you know, I became a hermit during COVID. Our personalities changed, our relationships changed, and we are probably going to be marked in history by that years from now. They'll, they'll yeah. talk about this time and how it not only changed our, our health, but our ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. We're kind of, the books are starting to dribble out and yeah. there will be more of them. <laughs> the as, analysis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But now we are talking about the beginning of a new year, a fresh start, if you will. And your comment, I think you said it already that 2024 looms large, doesn't it? With what? Why don't you Uh, outline some of that? You know, our, this election year yeah, and our world, we've got wars erupting and natural disasters Mm. uh, happening and, you know, our own individual concerns of change, which you know, every four years we would naturally feel. And of course there were topics in the election that, you know, candidates were addressing, but there's 
so much more, I'm just going to say drama now. Don't you yes, feel that way? I agree a hundred percent. Yes. So much drama. And, well, because we are keeping track of not only what's going on, as you already said, in our own lives, but what's going on in the world stage is sort of foundational underneath that, or our own stuff is foundational and that's on top of our own stuff. Either way you look at it, it's a pile of stuff that we are dealing with, right? Wondered what word you were going to fill in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> pile of stuff for sure. <laughs> wow. And we're um, talking today on uh, Iowa Caucus Day. Oh, that's right. And, you know, already we're looking at a former president making a move again to be president. And, you know, there's all kinds of drama going on with the election this year. And, and the worst weather in history for an Iowa caucus day, too. <laughs> right, like right? horrific sub-zero temps and blizzards, you know, they've had snowstorm. And so, I mean, that's a little piece of the day as well, or maybe a big piece. And you talk about coldest day in history, but now they're saying it may change history. It may change the trajectory of an election. Who knew? Snow right. and cold. I mean, just isn't this our United States history over the years? Just those little <laughs> incidences yes. that take place and shift everything. But I think when it gets down to us, you know, I've I've had some real concerns about this year and just where you know our country is headed in this election year. After uh, Americans attacked our state state our country's capital yes yeah man alive are you kidding me yeah. it's like we've opened this door to who knows what mm. and then again as you mentioned you know ukraine and israel, israel. Gaza. Mm -hmm. who would have dreamed of this four years ago mm. and i think it's really you know these wars have distracted even the present administration presidential administration from doing the work at home so you know, what, what can we do? What's our place in all this? And I think there's some level perhaps of even anxiety. Uh, a year from now, we are going to know who our new president will be, and we will be anticipating a cold inauguration in Washington, DC. Mm. What does that mean? And so I was giving this some thought, and I know you and I have been talking about it also, and I know you've expressed concern as well. And just kind of realizing the only thing we can change is ourselves, mm. which doesn't sound very influential, does it? <laughs> it, it right. You know, at, at first blush, when we say that, um, it does not. But then I think as we flesh that out a little bit, I think the, the truth of it and the recognition of that is um, we can actually change in very significant ways, ways that reach out into the world around us. And honestly, sometimes I don't believe, you know, the, the old adage, your vote counts. What, and you think, right. what does my single vote count for? Well, I'm telling you, one vote on top of another, on top of another. I mean, these things add up. Add up. So when we look at our lives and small changes, um, over time, it literally does and can change the trajectory of our lives with incremental change. If you're drawing a circle and you start making a tiny little change, ah, it's no longer a circle when you end. Oh, yes. So, I mean, even, you know, from the geometry of change or we, we, it doesn't take much to really have that change in the end be quite significant. 
And you ask someone who our change has affected, they'll they'll say, hey, that meant a lot. That made a difference to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you talk about your your vote counts. Immediately I thought, your life counts. Yes. I think I'm feeling that more and more. And you alluded to that. Um, I realized I need a 2024 POV point of view. Yeah. So for me, I've kind of come up with lead by example. And an imagery I like is being light, you know, or maybe also lighthouses. And you're talking about the same thing, Anita. Um, and the more I've thought about that, you know, light is just so far reaching. Um, our light is for today. It impacts tomorrow, but it can also impact um, our past. And we've talked about that when we've talked about our ancestry and kind of putting aside some things or getting rid of some things from our family of origin past that may go back years and redeeming, you know, our family history even, which makes us into better, more whole people. And then we do have an impact on today and tomorrow. I think as I've thought about what my point of view in 2024 would be, um, it, it dovetails nicely with what you're talking about for yourself being a light, leading by example, um, I picture myself as a flower and actually flowering. Mm. You know, what What does that look like to me? And I specifically picture a dandelion, which is a weed, but it's a bright, shiny weed mm. that always made me smile when I saw it in farm fields. And so that thought of shining brightly, what might my shining brightly mean to those around me? And if I carry that through with that picture of the dandelion, um, it is something that I do kind of naturally, but I'm going to be more intentional about, and that is casting seeds generously. I've always been a seed planter, planting seeds, and you have too, but mm -hmm. I'm thinking more about what it looks like to cast those seeds even more widely mm. and generously. Right. And again, then it's not up to me, the if those seeds take root or grow, mm -hmm. <laughs> but I can certainly cast them. And mm -hmm. that's what I'm thinking about this year. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. So we're going to hear about that this year. Something <laughs> to look forward to everyone. We'll be following up on that to see the scope of the casting. And, and your light and lighthouse uh, imagery, I think is equally wonderful um and just but a nuance some nuance differences there and i think it helps cast vision for what other people might start thinking about in their yeah, lives coming right up with your own imagery for 2024 yep. i mean in some ways i think we're trying to anchor to some sanity as we <laughs> head into the new year face it i mean right now i just feel like anything goes in this country or mm. the world who knows yeah. and what can we be anchored to and what's the imagery that can help us and give us hope for a new year ahead even talking about the flower right away i thought of the color the beauty i also think of it as kind of a feeding station the bees come they get oh. something and they take it and pollinate and, and also you have to keep flowers alive. They have to be nourished. They have Good. to be protected. So it's kind of this full experience thing of giving, of being beautiful and attractive and also boundaries and self-protection. Well, and I think about the light uh, that you're talking about. Light has to receive wattage from somewhere. 
And so, you know, you've got to be connected to a power source of some kind. So I think, um, I, so I, I love all of that. And I think it's important and helpful for us to kind of dig down and look at, um, more deeply at, at what might be that point of view that propels us into 2024. Yes. Yes. I would love to hear from people as they think about that. Absolutely. I I would, I, I would also like to hear you say a little bit more. You said, you talked about even being light in my ancestry. And I, I don't know if I zoned out right then, but I, I, I want to hear a little <laughs> bit more about what that means. What that Well, last year like. we did a pro uh, podcast on um, ancestry, which I, I have put on my Facebook page a couple of times, at least, especially around the holidays when we become aware yeah. of our ancestry and also our present families, uh, communities, and you know, I just think of the light that is shown on our past and where healing can take place. That means that we change and we're changing not only the course of our family tree for the future, but also for history. And I I think it's important to say, if you don't have children, this still applies to you Mm -hmm. because we live and work with people. All of us are influencers in our life settings. Absolutely. So here is something that as we heal, we become better operators in the world, which isn't that what Jesus talks about in the gospels, you know, be changed, go and do this instead. Don't do that anymore. He was always telling people, stop this, start that, go forward. And letting go of the difficult stuff helps us to change course, sometimes to change the course of our community groups or family groups or other community groups. And these days are the future. This is the future. These, what do they say? These are the good old days. (laughs) (laughs) Our our days are important and just, you know, kind of identifying who are the people around us whose lives, even their life trajectory and their healing are being shifted because we've been present in their lives. Well, and I think it's funny that um, we often think, only of the people that are immediately, you know, the person we wake up next to in bed or the, or the kids or, you know, et cetera, those that are closest in, but we touch a lot of people in the course of a day or a week, um, just going to the grocery store, filling up the car with gas, uh, heading to a doctor appointment or, you know, do we pay attention and think about what kind of impact we might have on every individual Mm -hmm. whose path we cross. Right. Exactly. The shifts that we make toward healing and growing and wholeness do impact those people, cashiers, neighbors, yes, the car dealer, Mm -hmm. our doctor, anyone we come in contact with to your point. Um, Sometimes when I'm out walking or driving in the car and I see someone who looks like maybe they're having a struggle of some kind, or they look concerned I just pass on a blessing to them. I just ask God to bless them. You know, I can't have a tangible influence in their lives, but I can say, bless you, you know, in, in God's name, bless you. And and by faith, do actions like that. So I don't know, more and more, I feel like as people of faith, we even have more expansiveness to our powers of influence. Than we think. Yes. And right? it's not just about us or, or our growth, but it is this other dynamic of the creator of the universe that yes. is empowered. And Jesus said, you'll have my spirit, you know, when I leave, we also bring that to the year ahead, which is, which is 
pretty powerful. And if you've ever had any experiences with God at work in your life, there are crazy circumstances that you have to attribute to something else besides chance. Yes, I agree. You know, having that faith dynamic, I think is an extra special something. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, well, you and I are both readers. We've been, um, and we're always digging into new material and paying attention what is coming out in the world. Uh, and you alerted me recently to a social scientist, um, a, sort of a familiar name, but um, a talk about um, Arthur Brooks a little bit. I thought this was so interesting. Oh, oh, well, he's Arthur Brooks. Yeah, I just listened to him recently. And he says that all of us need three things for for a, a good life, satisfaction, enjoyment, and meaning. Mm. And when you think about it, these are the only things that we can control in our life. And as we do, we become, as we become more satisfied people, people that have meaning and people that are enjoying life. And, you know, sometimes this takes work when hard circumstances come. But as we are people that are full of those things, we even add to the way we can influence actually our place in history just by being us. And I think if any of us sat down for just a few minutes and wrote down where we have influenced somebody else, did you give a a holiday tip to your paper deliverer if you mm. still get one <laughs> or the mail person or the mail know. person you know whoever mm -hmm. it might be exactly um where did you you know just extend some graciousness to someone where were you a better person on the roadway than what you know what the situation might have invited you to honestly you can make it a new year tip it's not too late <laughs> yeah right 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 right, right never right. too late for generosity and kindness yeah, I, I just heard recently a pastor say that sometimes we're not even conscious about the ways in which we influence. Um, giving a tip, of course, is is tangible. But he was saying that sometimes just when we show up at church and maybe, um, you know, we had a hard time getting there. Mm -hmm. But when others see us smiling or engaging with the service, it's enough for them to be encouraged or grateful that they showed up to this faith community and that they're touched by it. And we don't know what maybe they're going through, but, you know, the way we comport ourselves or, you know, in, in any situation, it doesn't have to be church. Um, I have a tangible uh, example yeah. of that that happened this week. I went to a workshop um, uh, one afternoon last week and the woman afterwards, she came up to me and she said, you were so encouraging. You just had this vibe of energy and I'm so grateful for oh, your presence. Yes. yes and yes. I, I tend to express on my face when I listen to people and maybe it's because I've been in their shoes before. I don't know. Maybe it's just who I am, but it was a good reminder that that really matters to your point. It really matters. And the word presence, isn't that just the bottom line of yes. even what the pastor was saying? Maybe our greeting to someone, what our face yes. looks like, maybe on our walk, we greet someone and they don't say anything back to us, but it's just what they needed. How many times do we say, okay, if someone does this and this next, then I'll do that thing. Right? <laughs> we may be that person, oh, you know, man. Yeah. never stop knowing that we're, we are always either being light 
or darkness oh. in the world. At all times, we are either being light or darkness. Our presence matters. Oh my goodness. You're, you're talking about this um, made me remember a story that Mike recounted in one of his Friday rumblings about someone who is struggling with addiction and that goes to AA regularly, who showed up at church late and got people turning around and looking with a, a frown, like, oh, you're making noise, you're coming in late. And the person said, you know, when I arrive at an AA meeting, people get up and hug me, even if I'm late, because they know how hard it was and that I maybe almost did not arrive. Oh my goodness. I know, doesn't it? And what we're like frowning at someone because they came in late. Maybe it was all they could do to get up and put clothes on and show up in the pew. Right, right. Anyway, you got me thinking and that made me think of that story. Well, there's another topic, our judgmentalism. uh, Yeah. I'm working on dropping in 2024. (laughs) Hey, I also wanted to mention another Brooks, by the way. You mentioned Arthur Brooks' book, which I will uh, post in the show notes. I will also post this David Brooks book, brand new this year, How to Know a Person. And we're talking about how we can affect the lives of of people. His book talks about, has three sections that talk about, I see you, I see you in your struggles. I see you with your strengths. And, you know, do we know how to know a person? I I think we need this um, in our world, post COVID and just period in our world, how to know a person. I recommend yeah. that book. Very good. Yeah. Dave, my husband's read that. He, he loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, very, very good recommendation. And again, getting back to our 2024 POV, our point of view, these are things that can start giving us hope for the coming year because we're in charge yes. and we have control and we can start being that flower or that um, that light in the world. You know, I came across a Barbara Bush quote. She gave a commencement address at Wellesley College in Massachusetts in 1990. And her speech was actually at the end of the 20th century, ranked at number 47 on the top speeches of the century. Wow. But here's a line um, from this speech at Wellesley in 1990. Barbara Bush said, your success as a family Our success as a society depends not on what happens in the White House, but on what happens inside your house. Wow. Not what happens in the White House, what happens inside your house. Exactly. Wow. Right? And exactly. That can be the four walls of your home and also the you, the body, the, wall, of you. the body, the walls of the your body person, of you. right? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. That is powerful because, you know, the election's going to happen a year from now. We're going to know what, what took place, what we all survived, <laughs> who got elected. But in the end, you know, we are the ones that can bring uh, change that we can control. And that's, that's, what's important. You know, that is what has value. So there are things to, to think about um, uh, that we can reflect on yeah. uh, in the year ahead. You know, if we're people of faith, what, what, what are the can do's, you know, 
what can we, what can we do? What can, can we pray more? Can we take a period of our time every week where we lay out our concerns for our country? Um, for Absolutely. The, you know, for our communities, for our lives. You know, some people don't eat for a meal and instead they take that time for concerted prayer and they lay it all out before God and say, these are my concerns. Um, you know, another thing, all of us in America are richer than most anyone in the rest of the world. <laughs> Can we give a little bit more this this uh, year, you know, $5 more, whatever, but just, you know, be a person of change. Give a little something extra to an organization that's doing good. Um, voting, you know, November 5th is, uh, you know, the day we vote this year. Um, you know, my feeling is let's let's point ourselves toward a candidate. Some people are like, I can't support either of these people. And, you know, we want to write in a candidate or vote for a third party candidate. Um, you know what, They th those two categories, write-ins and third parties, absolutely have no chance of being elected president. Ladies so and gentlemen, this is simply the opinion of my guest <laughs> and myself. But well, I'm yeah, with they, you, they Melinda. It's my be. opinion, too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, if you want to vote with your conscience and, conscience and you feel like you must write in a candidate or vote for a third party, then do it. But if you really want to make a choice for a president that counts in the tally, then vote for one or the other. This will make a difference or don't vote. If if you honestly can't vote, I, I get that. Then you're welcome to sit it out. But sometimes, I don't know, it's come to this. You have to pick your poison or say, <laughs> pick the lesser of two evils. Not that they're evil, but well, you know, you actually, just... <laughs> I have an opinion on that that I won't share here. <laughs> I think one is. What are your thoughts? I, well, I think I think you're right. I mean, I think our vote counts. I mean, there was a day when I thought, really, does my little vote count? It absolutely counts. I love what you said about third party. I get the conscience piece. I like your admonition to maybe sit it out so it doesn't dilute. I boy, it's scary. I do think it's scary what could happen, and we don't know. And yet, it was interesting talking recently to. Um, to a guest um, who says, you know, maybe we need some time of chaos to figure out, to, to trust God more in essence, I guess. But I mean, I think we've had that the last few years mm -hmm. and it's been mm -hmm. rough. And I think it has pointed us, some of us toward a, a deeper life of faith. I think that's yes. happened with me. I think the same would be yes. true with you. Right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. And you know, as far as the election, goes, we can remember these candidates are the only choice on the menu this time around. Four years from now, we're going to have another chance to vote for two new people. The upcoming election is temporary. It's this year. We'll be, you know, we're going to be anticipating a year from now who's who's getting in. But don't give up hope. You know, history is an account of one leader who came after the next person, after the next person. We've survived. And, and we've through many horrific seasons in this country, in the world, we are not, uh, you know, excluding that at all. But and change happens. Change happens. And I'll say, go back to what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast. We, regardless of which candidate gets in, we individually yes. can still make a yes. difference yes. in people's lives on a daily basis by the way we live, breathe, and move. Yes. You know, Lewis Smeads uh, said, the moment of grace comes to us in the dynamics of any situation we walk into. 
It's an opportunity that God sows into the fabric of a routine situation. It's a chance to do something creative, something helpful, something healing, something that makes one unmarked spot in the world better off for our having been there. And we catch that if we are people of discernment, Mm. we can make the change. So the only thing we can change in 2024 is ourselves. As we change ourselves, we influence the world. We can begin to carefully look at candidates, wrestle with who we're going to vote for in November. Um, You know, we could try to pick one. Uh, We can pray for two reasonable candidates. You know, it's not, we don't know yet who's going to be on the ballot. A lot can change now between here and November 5th. Mm -hmm. Um, We can pray for our own growth and healing, which will influence not only us, but others. We can pray for that imagery. Anita mentioned being a flower. I talked about being light or a lighthouse, Um, you know, and and we can pray for wisdom and cause consciousness for the year to to give more money, more time, more prayer for people and organizations who bring light and beauty or healing and goodness and even enjoyment, as Arthur Brooks says, to our world. So I think in the year ahead, you know, we want to do more of these 2024 POV podcast themes and you know, as we consider the shape that the world's in and our country and how it's affecting us, maybe anyone listening today would have a suggestion for something we could kind of bat around and talk about. Would love that. You can email producer at anitalustria.com. Would love to hear from you. I think we need to remember, never stop knowing that we are always either being light or being darkness in our world. And wow. that is the only thing we can control a great place to draw ourselves draw this conversation to a close and maybe let's let's end with a prayer this is from judy canado i think it's lovely so let's uh, melinda thank you first of all thanks for being here and let's close with uh, this prayer holy mystery enable me to grow into a maturity that embraces the world and participates co-creatively in the life of the world. May it be so. Amen. 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 Well, thank you for listening. And as always, please keep the conversation going. 